Welcome back, everybody. It's another Wednesday, which you know that means we are doing Armchair GMs, the fantasy show that will bring you to a championship. Uh, I'm Brad, and I'm joined by my special friend, Robin. Uh, he'll be the sound effect just, for this evening just, show. Just, I don't know. Something about it just felt like you need it. You got to get a soundboard in here and get the... Yeah. You know, you gotta get. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta beef my intros up. Yeah, there you go. You gotta get something in there, man. Uh, Amin is one of our good friends from Afro Latinos KTC Bull. What's up? Sorry, we're late, man. Um, what up, what up, what up, Amin, do you want to tell us a little bit about Afro Latinos, and then we'll jump into our segments? Oh, sure. Let's do it. Uh, what's up, everybody? My name is Aubin Johnson. I am the co-host, co-creator of a fun little podcast called Afro-Latinos. Um, we are um, myself. Uh, I am Black and Dominican. Uh, my, my co-host, my best friend, is uh, Puerto Rican. And um, so we talk a lot about racial issues, uh, kind of about our identities and how we feel. But we also just exist as minorities in America. So we just we just want to live our lives, too, and be normal people. So we talk about everything from sports to music to TV. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, we got a couple different shows. So we have the Afro-Latinos podcast, which you can catch on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Uh, and we have the um, trivia game show, You Think You Know, on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Brad's been a been a, a contestant on that show a couple times, so he's a good friend of the podcast. We've had the Jocks of All Trades on uh, on our show a couple times, so we are honored, or I am honored, uh, to be on the show today. Cheney wishes he could be here, but he's playing basketball. So uh, check us out, Afro-Latinos on everything. Um, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. Um, they are a good podcast. Uh, I have to admit, you think you know is uh, something I look for every now and then <laughs> when I've got extra time and I'm not writing my podcast so I can jump in and say, I know the answers. Uh, yeah, so uh, fun game, fun podcast. Please check them out while you're here. Um, so usually, uh, Aubin, we start out with jocks grades. So we're going to jump into who did the best in fantasy, like kind of how they performed. Is it going to stay? So our A this week is C.D. Lamb. He had 36.10 points, walk-off touchdown from Dak Prescott. Um, I mean, dude, is he going to repeat that again? Um, in in true Eagles fan fashion, I have to say no. Um, I do not have a choice but to say no because if he does it again, my feelings are going to be hurt. I mean, the Eagles can't seem to win a game anyway, Um but I, I, nonetheless, if C.D. Lamb keeps doing that, I mean, we don't have a chance. And to think, never mind. I, I, I don't want to get into it. The Eagles suck. They don't know how to draft. You know, C.D. Lamb probably could have been an Eagle. But then again, so could Devontae Adams. So could D.K. Metcalf. Just big swings and misses. Um, Devontae Smith, though, I'm, um, I'm feeling him. So, anyway, he will. Uh, depending on who they play, it doesn't really matter. They're all playing out of their minds right now. If Dak can stay healthy and then he got a little shaken up in that game, uh, by all means, he can do it. I mean, he's clearly the number one option. Amari Cooper, um, if you're tired of being a third-tier option in, in Dallas, you are more than welcome to come to Philadelphia, where you should have been all along. Um yeah. You know, you pick the wrong team in the division. I get it. It happens. People make mistakes, but there's always room in Philadelphia uh, for a wide receiver who knows how to catch the ball. 
So you desperately need one. It's not even a joke. And I love Devonte. Um, let's move on to B. B this week is Kirk Cousins, dude. He carved up Carolina's defense to the tune of thirty-four point five two points. Just for clarification, that was better than Kyler Murray for all the Kyler Murray stands that we have that follow us. That was better than Kyler Murray. So uh, if you've got if you've got him, that's lucky. If you don't, I guess pick him up off the waiver wire as like a second option. You know what, KDC Bull? I hope so too. I'm a Bama fan. Uh, he's an Eagles fan, so it's good. You've got two people that really want him to do well. Um, we'll talk about his other team in college later. I kind of tailored this show for don't, him. Don't hurt later. my feelings. Don't hurt my feelings. No, no, I'll, I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it exciting. I'll, I'll promise. You, you'll see when we get there. Are the Vikings, uh, so, the Vikings are on a bye week this week, so Kirk Cousins will are. not be repeating his B. Uh, and also, it was, and I'm just putting into perspective, Kirk Cousins, you know, he played the Panthers, who the week prior were destroying the Eagles and somehow managed to lose the game. So I, I, I you know, I'm not I'm not sold on the Panthers defense, but uh, oh, I'm not either. But anyway, yeah, um, the C for this week was really shocking for me, and I had to put him in there. So C is our like, you weren't as good as everybody else, but you still put up a good performance. Um, I had to put in Jalen Waddle. He had two touchdowns. I guess it's against the Jags, so I guess that doesn't really count. But he did have 29 points. Makes you feel good if you went out and drafted him. I did in one of my leagues and started him, which was so great because my running backs did not do a whole ton for me last week. Um, I think he'll do it again. I think he will because I don't trust Devontae Parker. Um, I don't trust Wolf Fuller, who's on IR and inactive. Um, who else are you going to throw it to? Mike Gesicki? I mean, I guess if you really like your tight end, but I would, I would be really safe to say um, – that I would run with Jalen Waddle again. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. Uh, one, you know, they're playing the Cavs. Uh, the Cavs, Jesus. I'm thinking basketball. Basketball's back in town. Uh, they're playing the Jags. We we don't we don't give you too much credit for putting numbers against the Jags. If you're not putting up numbers against the Jags, you're probably doing something wrong. Um, but secondly, you probably want to play him because rumor has it, I don't know if you have a rumor mill on this show, uh, but rumor has it, Deshaun Watson is on his way out of Houston. Uh, I just saw about an hour ago that there, there's a deal that is in progress right now. They haven't finalized it, but it's possible that um, uh, Deshaun Watson is on his way to Miami. So if he is indeed on his way to Miami, look for Jalen Waddle to be a bigger part of the offense than he usually is because, I mean, he really, like you said, he, he does not have many other, other options to throw to. No. Uh, Waddle is the only good target for the Dolphins. I agree, KTC Bull. Um, I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm pretty sure the Panthers play the Giants this week. I wouldn't trade your defense just yet. Hang on to it for this week. What are the they Giants going to do? They're a they JV do. team. They're not going to do anything. I don't even think so, they're JV. I think my high school team, uh, the, the school I work at, which is not good, and they're not not at all, I think they might give them a run for their money at this point. I'm not sure they yeah. know what's going on. And I mean, when you hire Jason Garrett, uh, who had a functionless offense in Dallas, but when you hire him as your offensive coordinator, I don't know what you think is going to happen. Um so it's no surprise that that organization has no idea what they're doing. But, hey, you know, what else is new? 
Okay, man, we'll still be here. Uh, you'll probably be back in time for sleepers, no problem. Um, so let's finish up with the D and the F of the week. I'm going to be really critical about the D. Um, Pause, our D wait, for wait. the week. Pause. Maybe Pause. not. What are we looking at? Something now so show? I can go back and cut that. Hey, hey, wait, what kind of show are you running here, Brad? What's going on? What's going on? I didn't know we were doing that. I don't know if that's going to party. I'm going to pull you and say this is where we stop for our sponsors. Um, we don't have sponsors, much but boy, I wish we did. <laughs> uh, D for this week is Devontae Adams. Um, for a guy who's supposed to be one of the best receivers in the league, when you drop 12.90 points and your quarterback isn't looking for you, I'm not going to blame you. It's not your fault that you're here. Um, Aaron Rodgers – if you heard us yesterday, as I said, Rodgers has no room to trash talk, um, should have been targeting you all game. And then that game wouldn't have been 24 to 14. But unfortunately, because you were drafted as high as the first and second round, you're going to fall to D this week because there's no reason why you should be performing like that. And F for this week is Antonio Gibson. He had 4.40 points. That is abysmal. Yes, he is questionable. Um I would say shares for J.D. McKissick are a pretty premium right now if if uh, Antonio Gibson stays out. I know he has an MRI scheduled for his calf. Um, hang on to that. But that's our D and F for this week. Um, Not to do mention you think- McKissick. McKissick has put up some pretty decent numbers in his in his couple. I have him uh, on, my, on my roster, on one of my fantasy rosters, and he has put up – of course, every week that I don't start him, is the week he puts up 25 points. You know, he's the one he he does really well on. But um, I think that McKissick probably has a chance, especially if Gibson is injured in in doing that. So, Yeah, totally agree. All right, it is time for one of my favorite parts of this podcast. Sleeper seekers, we all know that we need them. Uh, We all know that we have somebody that's hurt, somebody that's on a bye, especially this week. It feels like everyone is on a bye. Um, let's talk about last week. So, Aubin, you weren't here, but I'm going to run you through. Maybe if these guys are still there, maybe it's somebody you pick up. Um, Hunter Henry had 10.50 points, two targets for two catches, 25 yards and a touchdown. We did tell you to pick him up. He is the premier tight end in uh, New England. We thought maybe Johnu would get in there and do something, but it just hasn't really like come out to be that way. So I would say Hunter Henry is still a good pickup. Uh, Devontae Booker is still going to be in for Saquon as far as we know. Um, he did have 10.90 points, 12 rushes for 41 yards. Couldn't find the end zone, but he does play for the Giants. What do you expect? Um, Samaje Pirine, he had COVID and did not play, and it looked like Mixon was healthy. So we did tell you that's not somebody to run out and grab. That's somebody, if Mixon is hurt, that's a good pickup to get him in there. However, that didn't play out the way we thought it was going to play out since he had COVID. And now maybe he turns into a third option. We'll talk about it later. Um, Alexander Madison had one point, three rushes for 10 yards. So I did watch that game. And while the points didn't back it up, he was in the red zone formation quite often. But the ball just didn't go to him. So that doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers a lot of other people that he only had one point. Because, again, we are one ankle injury, one calf injury. One, oh, my hand hurts injury from Dalvin Cook for Madison to become the starting guy again. And even if he does, holy crap, he got used a lot in the red zone. That could turn into 30-ish, 32 points easily as a start. So don't let go of him yet. Hang on to him. Um, Khalil Herbert, 
Um, if you heard us talking about all the Bears issues they have at running back this season, then you know we were talking about Khalil Herbert. He had 19.20 points, 19 rushes for 97 yards, a touchdown, three targets, two catches for 15 yards. That's healthy. That is healthy usage. That's actually better usage than David Montgomery was seeing early in the season. So maybe if you have Montgomery, relax. It'll be fine. He's going to come back, and he's going to get the usage you're looking for. Um, so we were really conflicted. We weren't sure if it was going to be Jarek McKinnon or Daryl Williams this week. Looks like it was leaning more towards Daryl Williams, who had 23.90 points, 21 rushes for 62 yards, two touchdowns, four targets, three catches for 27 yards. That's pretty good. If you can do that as a running back for the Chiefs, that is healthy. That is really good, especially if you're getting 21 rushes. And let's be honest, Pat did not look good against the Washington football team defense. Um, maybe that's a continuation that happens under Andy Reid is to hand the ball off and take some pressure off Pat moving forward. And is, uh, is Edwards Alaire hurt? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know a timetable though. Let me check that. Let me check that real quick so I can tell sure. people how long to hang on to. I'll I'll uh, check it. You you do your thing. I'll check it. Okay. That way you can still because I'm I'm just listening. Oh, that's fine. Um, and the last one that we had was Darnell Mooney. He had 15.50 points, eight targets, five catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. He really is emerging as Fields' favorite option, um, without a doubt. Um, if you scooped him up, granted, it wasn't the best performance, but 15 points is 15 points. Like, that may have got you your win. Good for you. Um did you find a timeline for Clyde? It I is not season uh, season ending. It looks like an MCL sprain. Um, like five set, weeks. So he it was, he hurt himself when he was in the Bills. They have not given a, a complete timetable, but uh, it's a, probably about three to five weeks. So he's on the IR right now. Um, so he has to miss at least three weeks. So if that was what the Bills game was weak three something like that so he's he's got to be back if he's healthy he'll be back in the next two weeks um and with uh the the chiefs offense looking as anemic as it has been recently definitely wouldn't say drop him right now i think you just got to hold out unless unless there's a better option but i don't i don't know that you're going to get a better option right now so not at well, the running back position at least maybe you will we'll talk about that Next, with this week's Sleeper Seekers, um, don't know how much you got to watch on Sunday, um, but if you did get to watch Cards and Browns, um, it was kind of a mess. Uh, the Cards had a lot of opportunities that they just didn't connect on and gave the Browns a lot of opportunities to come back, which was good. It gave us an, it gave us an idea of who to pick up for this week. Um, the only sucky thing was Kareem Hunt did get hurt. So now with Chubb and uh, Hunt both out, um, we'll talk about your option there. Uh, but one of them is with Odell questionable. Donovan Peoples-Jones kind of emerged as that number one target for Baker. Maybe it'll continue with Case Keenum. He had 26.10 points, five targets, four catches, 101 yards, two touchdowns. And he plays Denver tomorrow. If you want to talk about a defense that you should start a wide receiver against, I would be hard-pressed to find one worse than Denver besides the Jets and the Giants and the Jags. So this may be a really good week to start him. 
Um, do you think that was just kind of a pop-off week for him? Or if Odell and Landry are both kind of meh, will he be the number one option for Case Keenum? Well, here, I think here's the problem that you're going to run into is the fact that you've got Case Keenum in a quarterback. And he's just yeah. simply not a good quarterback. Otherwise, he would have been a starter somewhere. Um, so the one thing that I would say is he definitely has potential, you know, to be a number one target if Odell's injured and, you know, Jarvis Landry and, and Joku aren't doing their thing and with Kareem Hunt out with, um, Nick Chubb out, it definitely looks like they should be the only option, but when your only option has Case Keenum throwing to you, uh, even if it's against, um, the Denver defense and the Denver defense is not, you know, of course they're not spectacular, um, but they're not, you know, they're not awful. You know, they, um, they've given up. So they won their first three games. Obviously they went three, no, uh, they play the giants, they play the Jaguars, they play the jets. So we know that doesn't matter. Um, but as bad as these games could have gotten, they only gave up 23 to the Ravens right. and they gave up 27 to the Steelers, which is kind of embarrassing because the Steelers offense is awful. Um, and then they give up 34 to the to the Raiders. Um, so while their defense surely hasn't been spectacular, you know, it's a very young defense. Vic Vangio, their head coach, is a defensive-minded head coach over, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I don't know that this is a necessarily a great week for a, a Case Keenum and for a new, you know, new quarterback. I think that Teddy Bridgewater is definitely going to have a great game. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what it's going to really look like. Um, you know, I, I think that Pat Sertain is going to have a lot of a lot of looks this week from the cornerback position for for um, Denver, um, and he's playing well. You know, so I think that uh, it, it would certainly be interesting. He's got he's got one interception on the year. Um, you know, I, I I would say he probably gets another one this week. So I don't I don't really trust. Um, I don't think I trust. Um, Keenum or people's Keenum. Okay, I don't I don't trust Keenum enough um, okay. in, in that in that respect. So, I've I've learned though the the only pushback that I'll give the the only thing that I've learned though is it doesn't matter how bad the quarterback is, it is a passing league first, and they will pass. Unfortunately, that's, that's, that's true. So, but with uh, both, that, but but you have got both running backs out, and you've got yeah. a slew of wide receivers out. I mean, what do you? So really, you have no good options. So that's, that's a, it's a rough one for to be a Browns fan this week. But then again, what else is new for the Browns? That's true. Um, speaking of desperation pickups, uh, because Chubb and Hunter out, um, it looks like it's going to be Dearness Johnson that comes in and runs. Could be Demetric Felton. Uh, Dearness Johnson did have one rush for two yards, one target, one catch for seven yards. That's not bad. It's it's not great, but again, you got to realize they still were using Hunt primarily in that game, and Johnson was coming in for relief. Now that you don't have Hunt there, I think it's going to be Johnson with Felton in his relief. Um, so uh, again, with Denver, like I agree, Denver's pass uh, defense is much better than Denver's rush defense because that's kind of how the Ravens stayed in that game. That's how the Steelers kind of stayed in their game. Everybody started running because the pass game, the pass game's okay, but you're not going to drop like 500 yards on that defense through the air. Um, so it's a desperation play. It is if you're grabbing Dearness Johnson, but when he's projected for like 13 points, when it's a Browns offense that you know is going to run the ball first, I would lean into him more than Donovan Peoples Jones. But if you're that desperate for a receiver, Donovan Peoples Jones is there. 
Um, and if, if I just interrupt real quick, Brad, yeah. I, I, I won, I, I'm looking at stats. I'm looking at numbers. I would definitely caution as bad as the Denver Broncos have been. Um, they are ranked fourth in the NFL right now in terms of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they only give up about 229 passing yards a game, which is incredibly low. Um, not many teams are even close to that. The Bills only give up about 180. The Panthers with 196. The Bears with 218. San Fran, 219. But again, not a lot of people are holding the under 250. Um, and then their rushing their rushing defense is only holding is holding them to 85 yards a game. So, I mean, that defense is pretty, pretty um, staunch, I would say. So I don't know if this is the week to go out there and and bid high or or bid low even on the Browns player, especially one who's not a starter. Yeah, typically. Oh, that's that's exactly why I said it's a desperation move, really. Um, especially on a bye week when there's like billions of players out and billions of people are hurt and on IR, it, it's a it's a good play if you have to. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's one if you have like um, options. If you have McKissick, somebody we were talking about. If you have Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of running backs, uh, Kenyon Drake had twenty one point three zero points, four rushes for thirty four yards, a touchdown. Two targets, two catches, 39 yards, a touchdown. And next he plays the Eagles. Um, do you think he will see the same success against Philly because Josh Jacobs is the starting running back there, but Kenyon still found opportunity last week? Will it happen against Philly? Uh, the Eagles' defense is incapable of stopping running water from a sink. So, um, yeah, I think Sorry. that he <laughs> – yeah, and and Jacobs Jacobs has had has been plagued by injuries all year long. He's got that ankle injury that's bothering him. He's been questionable every week, regardless of the fact that he hasn't missed a game. He's been questionable every week, so we yeah. know he's gonna see he's gonna see touches. Um, Eagles running defense is not as good as it has been in the past. Uh, they're ranked bottom tier. I I mean they're really uh, really not a good defense. Out of thirty teams in the league, um, they're only four, four. They're they're four. Um, away from the bottom, so they're 25. Okay. Uh, or I'm sorry, 26. Um, they give up 135 rushing yards a game. They only give up 211 passing. I don't know where that came from. Um, it's opposite for they've like gone most... the, they've gone the opposite. They've done yeah. Usually the defensive line and our defensive line actually is incredible. Javon Hargraves coming out of nowhere. He's playing out of his mind. Fletcher Cox isn't. You know, he's producing. The thing with Fletcher Cox that makes the Eagles defense so frustrating is because of his prowess and how good he is, he gets doubled, he gets stopped, but he's putting pressure on the quarterback. He's just, that's not, pressure doesn't translate into numbers in terms of sacks perspective, but Javon Hargrave is certainly eating off of that. Um, but they're getting torched on the ground. I don't know what it is. Um, usually their their cornerbacks are getting dusted every year, but they're kind of giving that up. So they've now traded their, their running defense for their passing defense. So, Kenyon Drake definitely uh, has a has a way of getting over this week against Philly because they they can't seem to do much. So, yep. Um, so a, a very interesting Washington football team we're seeing this year um, passing a lot still with Heineke. I that kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, but Ricky Seals Jones, I would suggest running this week. He had fifteen point eight zero point six targets, four catches, fifty eight yards, a touchdown. They are using him quite a bit. He is not like 
unusable. I wouldn't say that he's in the top 10 tight ends, but if you need to stream one for a week, I would probably do it against Green Bay. And that's even with Green Bay signing Whitney Merciless this week. Um, I just, I don't, mm, I like their run defense, but their pass defense, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not convinced. Now, I do like the the young man from Georgia whose name I can't think of right now. He was their first-round pick. Uh, the Packers? Yeah, it's like burning in my brain. Um, he's good. Uh, it starts with a G. That's all I can remember in my mind. Mm, Eric Stokes was their first-round pick this year. With an S, I told you. Um, <laughs> Eric Stokes, that's right. Um, he's good, but he's still young, and I think he's still going to get uh, messed up. So Ricky Seals-Jones wouldn't be terrible this week. He did clobber. I don't remember who it was for the Chiefs, but he clobbered somebody before he went out of bounds. He's a big guy, really athletic. I like him. Um, so t- we have two more, and these ones are going to be a little tricky because one is good and one we haven't seen enough of yet. Uh, Russell Gage is projected to have 11.4. 11.45 points. He's been out quite a bit, um, but he does play Miami next, and Miami's defense has been suspect, if nothing else, this entire year, so much so that they lost to the Jags. So uh, I don't know that I would start Russell Gage, but I feel like Russell Gage would be a good pickup to let him sit on your bench, see what he does. If he does well against Miami, then you know he's a situational kind of wide receiver because he will still be the number two option or maybe even number three at this point behind Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. So might still be worth a pickup, but I wouldn't start him this week. Um, And our last one, and this is why I bring it up, um, he did kill it against the Jags. Uh, but Tua had 25.36 points, 33 of 47, 329 yards, two touchdowns, an interception, and three rushes for 22 yards. And next he plays Atlanta. Um, speaking of suspect defenses, Atlanta is 1-2. So this game could either be a shootout or nobody scores at all. Um, but Tua could be on the move. I did read that earlier today. It sounds like Tua will go to Washington and somehow Miami will end up with Watson. Um, not sure how that trade is going to work or go down. I'd love to see how it goes down. Um, but if Tua does go to Washington, that may be the best thing for him, especially if it happens soon, because at least Washington has weapons. Washington has J.D. McKissick. Washington has Antonio Gibson. Washington has Terry McLaurin. Washington has an injured currently Curtis Samuel, but they do have him. Um, there are a lot of things there, and Logan Thomas, when Logan Thomas comes back, they're not hurting for people to give the ball to. So I feel like that's Tua's biggest problem in Miami. They didn't get him a running back this offseason. They didn't get him O-line help. They didn't bring anybody really in for wide receiver besides Jalen Waddell, and then you expect the rookie to produce at a high level. Like, they did nothing to help him and then blamed him and made him the scapegoat. So kind of I want him to get out of Miami. If he does go to Washington this week, would he be startable this week? I don't know uh, if he could. Yeah, I don't know if he could start um, if he's traded right away. I don't know how long in NFL you have to. Because, like, Travis Kelsey – not Travis Kelsey. Um, Zach Ertz, sorry, wrong name, completely wrong team. Zach Ertz was just traded 
Friday. Um, so yeah, maybe that's because maybe he didn't play Sunday for Arizona because he had just played in Thursday night's game. So he'd already played in one game this week. Maybe that's why he did not play in Arizona. Um, but I don't know if he would be eligible to play. And I'm looking at some stories right now. There's talks in maybe he goes to Denver, Tua, uh, not Washington. It oh. would be very interesting to see him go there. It, there's just those are the two names that are being thrown around right now as potential gotcha. landing spots for him. Um, definitely an improvement in in Washington over what they have. Uh, Haskins didn't work out there, although I have this feeling that Haskins will be starting sometime before the end of the season for Pittsburgh. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what it, what that's going to look like, whether Tua is startable. I think that he's startable against Atlanta if he stays. I think he's startable in Washington, although I don't know that I would put him against the Packers right away if he does end up in Washington. Um, I don't know that that's a smart play for his yeah. morale. Uh, maybe give him a week, maybe give Heineke one more week. And then in addition to that, he's still got to learn the offense. You know, he's got to learn a whole new, a brand new offensive system. Uh, I like Ron Rivera a lot in Washington. I think that he will recreate, if that's where he does end up going, I think that he's going to be able to recreate the success that he had uh, with Cam Newton in a way. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens there. But I, you know, I think he's startable in either position. But if he does get end up getting traded, he probably doesn't start until the following week just so he has time to learn the system. Agreed. Um, we did have one comment. Trilly Seb says, mix in Mike Williams and Debo for Dalvin Cook, Robert Woods, and Keenan Allen. Who wins that? Um, oof, that's hard. Uh, I like Williams, but I like Dalvin Cook. Um, I'll be honest. I think the Dalvin Cook... Robert Woods and Keenan Allen lost that trade because Dalvin Cook is consistently hurt, consistently hurt. Robert Woods is absolutely playing second fiddle to Cooper Cup this season, and Keenan Allen is being outplayed by Mike Williams. So I kind of think Mixon, Mike Williams, and Debo won that. What's your What's your thinking there? Wow, that's tough. Uh, I am personally on the other side. Um, and here's the only reason why, um, injuries notwithstanding the upside for each of those three players in yeah. Dalvin cook, who is a top five running back. You can probably throw him in the top three if he's healthy. Um, that's an argument for sure, but he's easily a top five running back in the NFL when he's healthy, Robert Woods, you're not going to put him in your top 10, uh, but he's consistent. He's got Matthew Stafford thrown to him. I love the yeah. Matthew Stafford pickup in uh, LA for them. So he has a lot of potential to be a solid, even if he's getting outplayed and, and out and he's not getting as many receptions. And then Keenan Allen is a number one. He's a top five, top 10 receiver in the NFL. Uh, I don't think you put Mike Williams anywhere near the top 10. You don't put Debo anywhere near the top 10. And you certainly don't put Mixon anywhere near the top five. Um, so because of the potential upside and what could happen on the on a game-by-game basis, I would probably say that Dalvin, Robert Woods, and Keenan definitely win that side of the trade. Um, because they have more, they simply have more upside. So I agree with upside, um, but for current performance, I feel like I go the other side. I, I guess that's where we're so upside. Yes, the other side. Current performance, I would take the my side. Um, but both, I mean, it was really a fair trade. I don't think anyone lost. Lost. Um, no, thanks for the question, man. Um, let's head over to Jock or Joke. <laughs> 
um, where we kind of scandalized players that did pretty good uh, about whether it's real or it's not. Um, our first one, you're going to love this, uh, Le'Veon Bell, 7.80 points, 8 rushes for 18 yards and a touchdown, and next he plays the Cincinnati Bengals. Is he a jock or is he a joke? I mean, he's a joke. I mean, I don't think there's any if ands or buts about it. I mean, someone with his pedigree to only have 18 yards rushing, I, I mean, you're, it's a joke. It's plain and simple. I mean, he's got, he's got, you know, he's his years, his prime is behind him. He's an older running back now, so you're, you're, he's not a, an RB one in anyone's um, span of of attention or or thought process. Um, but I, you know, I think that uh, he's a joke. I don't think he's yeah. got it in him anymore. And even if Latavius Murray is out, they're going to pick Devontae Freeman before they decide to run with Lev Bell. So even so, he's never going to be the RB1 in that system unless we lose literally everybody. So, yeah, yeah I agree with you. He's, he's going to be overshot. I mean, Lamar Jackson will outrun him 85,000 times to one. So I don't think that he should yeah. be considered a jock at all. Uh-uh. Um, Good. That was that was really good. He's got it. So I'm going to give you the rest of them. Uh, Quez Watkins had 9.40 points, five targets, three catches, 44 yards, and a two point conversion. And next they play the Raiders. Do you jock or joke for Quez Watkins? He's he plays for the Eagles. He's a joke. Simple. Wow. Ouch. I mean, he's uh, he's QB three. Or he's he's wide receiver three. Um, and he's he's not even better than Travis Fulgham, who they who they released. And Greg Ward, who is not in, in the starting line. I mean, he's he's simply not a better receiver. He's just fast. The kid can run. I mean, the yeah. kid can burn. Um, it's it's Devontae and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's not even close. I mean, it's it's Devontae and it's everyone else. Like, it's, yeah, not, even, yeah. it's not even close. Goddard is the next best option. But, I mean, his, his offensive production should increase now that Ertz is actually gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Quez, Quez is a joke. Uh, Kendrick Bourne had 14.50 points, two targets, one catch for 75 yards, a touchdown. Next, they play the Jets. Kendrick Bourne, is he a jock or a joke? Uh, he plays the Jets. I'm going to call him a uh, mm. temporary you gotta get, jock. You got you to make him a jock, um, but only because of who his matchup is. Will he continue that production? Uh, probably not. Mac Jones is good. You know, he only had one catch. It's a big play, 75 yards and a touchdown. That, you know, that play doesn't come by too often. Now you're playing the Jets, so it could happen a lot more. So we'll give him a temporary jock because he's playing the Jets. But if you're <laughs> playing anyone else, nah, he's out. I like it. Um, next is KJ Osborne, the dude from the Vikings. He had 19.80 points, seven targets, six catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown to end the game. They're on a bye next week, so it doesn't matter. So now this is just in general. Is this guy a jock or a joke? To be determined. I, I don't Fair. I don't have really any way of being able to tell um, Kendrick Bourne, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, KJ Osborne. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out what that's going to look like again. But you got Kirk Cousins throwing the ball to you. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a joke in my opinion. So, so he's got all, you know, you got Justin Jefferson underperforming. You've got whoever their number two is. He's a pretty decent number three, I guess, but I guess we'll find out. I, I'm going to give him – nah, he's got to be a joke. Uh, I, I, he's got to be a joke. Fair enough. 
We've had him in Jocker Joke several times, so I was just curious to see what you thought. And it's been joke every time. Uh, so <laughs> in relief of Mixon, because Samaj P. Ryan did not play, Chris Evans, which I thought that was a joke when they said Chris Evans, I was like, are we talking about the MCU for a minute? Like, what's happening? Uh, but he had 15.70 points, four rushes, 18 yards, three targets, three catches, 49 yards, a touchdown. Plays the Ravens next. Is he a jock or a joke? Ah, sure. Let's make him a jock. I mean, Mixon, he's pretty injury prone also. Uh, put up good numbers, you know, average numbers. Um, doing a little bit on the ground, doing a little bit of receiving. That'll be good for him against Baltimore's defense. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call him a jock for this week simply because of their matchup. I hope he'll. I think the Ravens are going to get exposed this week. I think the Bengals are a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that he's going to have a pretty good game. Yeah. I need that defense to show up uh, desperately. Um, I'll let you hurt me personally. I put him on here. Uh, Hollywood Brown had 7.50 points. He had been killing it before that. Five targets, four catches, 35 yards. And now he plays the Bengals defense. Is he a jock or a joke? Oh, he's a joke. Man, he is, he is a joke. He's so bad, he doesn't deserve to be in the AFC North. Um, he just got to come over to NFC East. He's just that bad. Yeah. Uh, I think the Eagles uh, need to make a serious push to pick him up. Um, it's not so like he's he just – Man, he's just, he's, just, he's just awful. I mean, you can't get much worse from a wide receiver position than Hollywood Brown. What the heck? Surprise dog. Well, my dog who does not do stairs is now upstairs in my office. Interesting. Um, Otis, what hey. are you doing up here, buddy? Now I have to get him down. Please get him out of here so he doesn't get poop on my carpet. <laughs> Hi, Otis. Go away. Go away. I, I, don't, I, don't know I don't know what's happening out there. Otis is definitely a joke. He's got a bum leg. He's got a bum hamstring. Uh, he, he, but he's, yeah, he's pretty fast, though. If you give him the ball, he'll take off with it. So. Maybe the Eagles need to sign him. They could they use a running back. We could sign him. No, they don't need a running back. They, need they just to need use, to run the ball. They need to use their running back. There's a I big know. difference there. But anyway, Hollywood Brown is a jock on a good day because that man can burn like anybody else. That man is stupid fast. He's a jock for sure. Uh, I, I just called him a joke because I want him to be an Eagle. That, that's all. That's that's fair. That is okay. Um, so now we're going to move over to trade bait. Ooh-ha-ha. Um, Listen, we need to talk about <laughs> running backs. I'm dead. I just got that. Took me a You're second. welcome. Um, we got to talk about running backs this week because everyone's on a buy, and you can get receivers. Receivers are dime a dozen, but it is hard to find that running back that's just going to carry you to a win. I'm going to mention three premier names, and I want you to tell me whether you would trade for them or trade them away and what you think would be a fair package for them. Like, what would you offer for this player? Um, let's start out hot with probably one of the hotter running backs right now, whose name is not Derrick Henry. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, that Colts running game has gone off the walls. Would you trade for or away, and what would you trade for him? I actually think at one point I had Jonathan Taylor. Um and I think I traded him away. Actually, I don't. I don't make a lot of trades in fantasy. Uh, I would trade for Jonathan Taylor. He's he's. A, if you don't have a running back, um, he's an RB one in anyone's system. 
Um, so I'd probably start him if I could pick him up. If I'm hurting for a running back, someone's on a bye week. He's absolutely someone I would trade for. Um, who would I who would I trade? Um, who would I give for him? Yeah, just like what do you think he's worth? As much as you can give. I mean, he's he's worth another number one option. He's worth a number. Uh, he's worth a number two wide receiver. He's worth a number one tight end. He's worth a, a number one running back, a number two quarterback, someone's backup. Uh, yeah. Maybe if you play in a league where there's an offensive player and you play two quarterbacks, he's worth your second quarterback. Um, so that's that would be my call. I don't I don't know names that I would give up, but I would say he's okay. he's he's about as good as you can get. Um, so I would I would give you pretty much anything for Jonathan Taylor. That works. If you just give a ballpark, that yeah. works. Um, the second one should be really obvious also. Uh, Najee Harris, are you trading for or away? What's he worth? Uh, just as much as Jonathan Taylor. I'm giving yeah. everything. Everything I would give up for Jonathan Taylor, I'm giving up for Najee. He's having a phenomenal year in a completely lackluster offense. Uh, I'll, I'll give up almost anything. If he's not one of the quote-unquote, untouchables of your teams uh, in the in NFL, take them. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, Josh Jacobs. Are you trading for or away Josh Jacobs? Uh, I'll trade for him. You know, again, number one when he's healthy. He's not been healthy a lot, not producing a whole, a whole bunch. But on a good day, he has all the potential to rush for 1,000 yards in one game. He, you know, he's he's got the size of a Derrick Henry, the speed of a uh, – Dalvin Cook, maybe he's he's a little bit faster than Dalvin Cook would might be. Yeah. Um, so he can do a little bit of everything. So I'm giving I'm not trading any of those three away from my team unless I'm getting a considerable. I mean, I've got to be getting someone who's worth a number one starting position. I've got to get a, a wide receiver one. Uh, if I'm if I'm giving up uh, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, or Josh Jacobs, I'm getting at least two mid tier players back. I'm not. It's there's no almost no one for one trade that I would give up. Um, I feel like I would be losing out on a lot there. That makes sense. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. All right. It is time for, I lied earlier. This is actually my favorite because it's just fun. I don't know how much you've got to see of our uh, fantasy show before, but Nightmare on Jock Street is where we talk about some of the worst performances that are going on in fantasy. And, um, I will generally ask, is this going to be a recurring nightmare or will I wake up and have better dreams? Um, for Nightmare on Jock Street, I'm being haunted this week by the Dolphins' defense. Oh, my Lanta. They were supposed to be in the top five because they were last year. They were actually the top – it was like one or two defenses in fantasy. And now they've just bottomed out. What – what happened? Is this going to happen to me? Am I going to wake up and feel better? Is this just going to be the defense from now on for the Dolphins? Yeah, no, I don't think you're waking up. I think that Freddie's coming for you. You got a long run uh, to, to go. Um, they are abysmal in almost every way. They're giving up near 300 yards a game passing. They're giving up 125 yards rushing which puts you at about 417 total offensive yards a game, uh, more than the Giants, uh, more than the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, God bless America. They're, they're, you're not waking up from that dream. Uh, the only thing you're going to wake up to is a dream inside of a dream inside of a dream. You're going to be a nightmare on inception. Uh, you're not getting out. You've yeah. got no chance. You're, you're, you might as well just give up now. 
Ouch. So if you you if you are running the Dolphins defense every week, that was your wake up call. Find yep. literally anybody if else. You, if you were running the Dolphins defense, you should probably resign from your position as a fantasy owner, yeah. um, because there's no reason unless they're they are playing um, the Jets. You know, they're in the same division. The only time you play Miami's defense is those two games a year when you are playing the Jets. Other than that, if you're starting them every week, you are a diehard Miami fan, or you should probably be committed. Yeah. Yep. I am absolutely 100% with you on that. So we're going to move to our last segment. I did not explain this to you at all. Didn't have anything written, um, but it is super fun. Please, oh, please, dear internet, let me run this today. Um, because Kyle usually does run this for me. Um, so what we're going to do as soon as this comes up, because it'll be a little easier for me to talk through it. Um, come on. Oh, there we go. Yay. All right. I like it. I'm going to get rid of Wheel of Fantasy now. Um, so what we do is we spin a wheel for every position that there is in fantasy. Um I am allowing for two different spins this time, and we'll each pick one. Um, whoever it lands on, that's who you got. I did add a couple LSU Tigers in here for you on purpose, uh, such as Joe Burrow is in here, Leonard Fournette, and Justin Jefferson. Um, I was going to put Thaddeus Moss, but didn't think that would be a good idea for fantasy. Um Anyhow, uh, so let's spin the wheel and see what quarterbacks we get after we pick all of our team. You then will project how many points that they will score this week. Then we'll add it up, and then at the end of the week, we'll see where they were and see who was closer. So for the sake of last week, everybody that was here, Kyle and I number crunched on everything. The only thing we were wrong on was Chubb playing. Um I was off by three points. Kyle was off by five. Um, so I feel that it is appropriate for me to run this then since I am the king of numbers. Um, so let's give it a spin. Would you like to go first for your spin? No, you go ahead. Okay. I, I want to I watch this and see exactly how it works. All right. Let me see who I get. It's going to look real fuzzy on your side. What I get, what I get, what I get. Jalen Hurts. Cool, I'll take it. So let me type in here. So I get Hurts. And then we'll do your quarterback. So let's spin it again. And then whoever it lands on is your quarterback, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Tyrod Taylor. Well, not I might uh, well just give up now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's not who scores more. It's all about is your prediction gonna be how close? Good? How close is your prediction? Yeah. Hmm. So we get two running backs each. I'm gonna go ahead and share that screen because this is such a uh, rather laborious and painful thing to do. 
Okay, so you get two running backs. I will go ahead and go first. Oh, please give me something good. Don't stick me with Joe Mixon. All right, I'll take it. I'll take a Fournette. Hmm. Well, you might get him too. Is this your pick or mine? Uh, you get two running backs, so this is my second pick. This is your second. Yep. Oh, all right. So I got Fournette and Josh Jacobs. Let us figure out what your running backs are going to be. Mm-hmm. Here is your first pin. I'm going to bet you money that one of these two that I end up with is uh, our dear friend. Um, James All right, Conner. so you also got. Wait, who did you say you might get? I'm going to end up with James Conner with the second one. Probably. It, it feels like something that would happen. Let's see if we can get it done. Let's see. All right. Well, you can't do two Josh Jacobs, so I'm going to go ahead and spin you again. Doubling up on Josh. Tripling up on Josh Jacobs, man. I hope not. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. That's a James Conner. Didn't I tell you it was going to happen? That's, Listen, that's when I had, when my first pick, my first quarterback was Tyrod Taylor, who is who lost his starting job to freaking David Mills, who doesn't matter. Um, I got no chance, right? I got to end up with bad running backs who aren't going to do. I and I'm probably I can't wait to see this list of wide receivers because I know it's just it is just going to be sad. Oh, uh, well, it did not is pick this? the one I wanted it to pick. So we'll do uh, defenses first. Yeah. God, four terrible defenses all back to yep. back. <laughs> Who's going to be worse? That's the real fun, fun part to it. Could you get any worse? I get the Eagles defense, which I had last week. I'm cool I'm with sorry, that. I'm sorry to hear that. Henry Ruggs about to drop 600 points on you. That's okay. I predicted the Eagles would have negative two points. So, Hey, we don't pray for that. We don't waste that on anyone, not even our worst enemies. Come on, Bears. I mean, hey, it could be worse. Okay. It, it, could be, it could be worse. That's true. Let's see who's the matchup this week. It be a lot worse. They play. Oh, they play the Seahawks. I got nothing to worry about. Geno Smith's going to fumble and sell the game again. I'm good. <laughs> Pain. All right, let's do kickers since we did defense. Four terrible kickers, too. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, well, Ryan I mean, Suckup. and Prater aren't bad. Ryan Suckup, the last uh, last pick of his NFL draft. Who the heck is that? Um, He is replacing my main man, Rodrigo, right now. Uh... Which makes me sad. I love Rodrigo. Got the goggles. Love him. I'm so glad I got to see him versus DK in person. <laughs> All right, we'll take the same kicker. 
Why not? The Money Badger. That's I'm fun. dead. That's his nickname, the Money Badger. Yes. University of Miami. Okay. Let's see if I get it right this time. Because I had like eight of these open at the same time. Okay. Now we're on wide receivers. Um, we get three. So if you want to go every other, we can do that. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm going to end up with uh, DJ Moore three times. So. <laughs> nah, I want us to have different ones. Oh, that's really hard to look at. Yeah. Ouch. You better take the, it's okay. It lags by my time. By the time it gets to the end, I have no idea what it's going to be. <laughs> I hear the sound and then wait I for know. it to show up on the screen. Oh, McLaurin. So I got McLaurin. All right. Uh, let's see what else I get. Yes. I'll take it. All right, one more. Let's see. A B, all right. All right, man, let's see if you get lucky too. Yeah, I, I I'm not feeling very lucky today, I think. <laughs> not after James Conner. No, not after Tyrod Taylor. That was enough. Okay. D hop, baby. What else can we get? Me too. The Texans are such a dumb organization. Yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're really bad. I mean, really bad. That's okay. pretty good. Hopkins and Adams. Can't complain All about right. that. Let's see what that third one is. Is Tyler Taylor even starting this week? He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be starting this week. He's coming back from IR. DK. Three you want me to give you another? All of whom are underperforming this year. Great. So instead of Tyrod, I'll cheat and give you Burrow just for the okay. sake of I want to see if he does it. Just in I'm, case. I'm, uh, I'm just Tyrod scared to see if Tyrod doesn't play. What's going to happen? My, then I then I really miss out. I'll just predict zero points. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be wise. All right, and tight ends. I kind of went weird here, so we'll see what happens. Okay, I'll take Gronk. Watch you get oh, Kelsey. The good thing, the good thing, by the way, is Tyrod Taylor is not starting this Sunday. He's out for at least this this week. Okay. I wasn't sure because I know they were activating him off of IR, and I know David Mills is not the move. So, no offense. Don't you have fans? I do. In the in in fantasy, yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's come back to normal now that we've got our full teams. 
and let's go through and do some uh, predictions. Um, predictions. Let me pull up who everybody's playing. That might help both of us. All right, I'm going to pull up the app. Sorry, everybody, this uh, usually would be done by Kyle, but uh, I, I have to kind of finagle my way into doing it this week. Um, man, oh, man. Where I got is here, my man? I, I've got it here, so if you just want to. All right, Hertz plays Vegas. Um, I'll, I, he's been dropping like what, like twenty six consistently. I'll, I'll be the outlier here and say he scores around twenty nine. Oh wow! Um, what do you think for Burrow? So Burrow plays against Baltimore. It's a tough matchup. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little conservative. I'm gonna say twenty three. For my man right. Joe Burrow. That's all good. Uh, the only reason I'm so high on points here for Hertz is they won't run the ball. So Hertz is obviously going to be like Lamar Jackson esque and run all the time, even though he shouldn't be. Yeah. But no management there. Uh, let's see. Fournette. Um, I feel like I know who they play this Tampa week. Tampa plays uh, Chicago. Chicago. Uh, that defense is okay. We know that we know that Ronald Jones has like no say in that backfield at this point. Uh, it depends on how much they're gonna throw. I, uh, I'm gonna say around 17 points for Fournette. That feels safe. Um, you now have Josh Jacobs as your first running back. What is your prediction against the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, like I said, the Eagles defense for the running game can't stop running water from the kitchen sink. So, uh, But I don't want to give them too high. I want to give my Eagles a little bit of credit and think they're going to rebound a little bit. So I'm going to I'm gonna lowball it. I'm going to see Josh Jacobson because of his injury history. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him 13. I don't think he's going to do a whole heck of a lot. I think he maybe scores a touchdown, gets a couple receptions, has a couple big runs. But I'm not giving him too much this week. I'm thinking about 13. See, here's where we're going to differ because I also have Josh Jacobs as my second running back. I'm going to give him 18 because I have a weird feeling Carr is going to use him as a receiver out of the backfield quite a bit. So I'll give him 18 just for those couple extra catches. Um, you now have James Conner. Oh, um, what a fantastic option coming out of the backfield in Arizona. Uh, is he still in Chase Arizona? Is, is that where he's – that is where he is, right? He's still in Arizona. Yeah, he's with Arizona. Oh, let's see. His last three games, last week he put up 71 yards. The week prior, 29 yards. The week prior, 50 yards. So he only has 272 yards on the season. He's only scored five touchdowns this season. Arizona plays Houston. I'm thinking bigger numbers out of the passing game. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Connor about a nine. I really nine. don't okay. I don't believe in him at all. So I'm going to finish with our offensive players and then I'll come back to our kicker and defense because that's how it was supposed to go to begin with. So uh, McLaurin, what, who does the Washington football team play? Washington this week, this week plays, plays LA, don't they? Rams. No, they play green, green Bay. Oh, green Bay. That's right. Um, hmm. Well, I know no Curtis Samuel. I know no Logan Thomas, Ricky's, Ricky Seals Jones will just be like a secondary option. If no Antonio Gibson, then that means uh, 
McKissick will kind of come out of the passing game quite a bit, which means McLaurin should be a premium option. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something real smooth. I'm gonna say 17 for McLaurin. I don't really see a whole lot more than that. I don't know that he'll hit the end zone, but at least he's gonna get targeted quite a bit. Um, you now have your second part of that cards offense with D Hop. Uh, what's your prediction there? I think D Hop is gonna have a great game. Um I don't see that causing too many issues from a fantasy perspective. I think the fact that they play Houston definitely goes up to his advantage. I'm gonna go with a kind of a big game. Let's let's give him about 26. I wrote 27 when you said he was gonna have a big game, so we're yeah. both thinking the same yeah, thing. About, probably about 26 is where I would yeah. go. So he'll have a good week. Yeah, the only yeah. thing I don't like about that card's passing game is there's so many weapons. Now, do you use – this is a question I probably should ask. Um, because yeah. N- NFL and ESPN use different scoring for their leagues. So do you go by their scoring in ESPN or by NFL? Because our league is NFL? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I Maybe just, I should just, mention that. That's actually a good point. Just in case, because I know, like – I have like I have Josh Allen in both my leagues in our league that I'm in with you and then the league that I'm in with my buddies from back home, and yep. they'll score two different, two completely different scores each week depending so, on how the league does it. So touchdowns are more important in my league. Touchdowns are six points. Okay, because let me see. I'm gonna look back at week six right real quick. If you don't mind me taking just a second. No, um, go for it. So Josh Allen this week put up 34.72 in uh, the NFL, so 34.72. And uh, last week in um, ESPN, he only scored 28.72. So the difference of about four points, four to six points there. Um, so they are scored differently depending on what league you run, if you run on a PPR league, if you run, well, all that fun stuff. So I was just interested to see – uh, the difference. But anyway, I digress. I'm giving D-Hop about 26. Did you go with your next pick? Jefferson? No, the, you can't have Jefferson because the Vikings are on a bye this week. Right? You have Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah, I went with Jefferson without he's, thinking he's, that he's yeah, on he's, a bye he's this got, week. He's got a bye this week. I appreciate the look to LSU there. Uh, we we appreciate that, but he is not playing, so probably not a good idea. <laughs> so I'll take a worse wide receiver than I'll take Debo Samuel. Uh, um, 49ers, Colts, IU Cousins. Yep. Uh, Garoppolo is supposed to be back this week. He plays against the Colts. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm going to give him 13. I don't like it at all. Excuse me. Um, you have, however, Devontae Adams, who we just mentioned who they're playing against, and it slipped my mind already. Washington. Yeah, that's right. Um, prediction? Got, got, got a good defense there. I don't see Adams having a superb game. Uh, I think he's going to score at least a touchdown. Although I have him in my league, in my ESPN league, and he has not done a whole lot. Let me see. Um, his projection this week in ESPN gives him. I'm sorry, I'm pro, I'm I'm cheating a little bit here, um, but he's 23.2 in ESPN against the Bears. Ah, uh, man, I'm I'm only gonna give him 20. 
I don't think that he's a big chance there. I'm going to give him 20. That sounds pretty fair. Uh, let's see. We already know that the Buccaneers play the Bears. Bears defense is both good and sucky at the same time. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, as I predicted, will not be the number one targets because Brady looks at A.B. like crazy. Um, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to give A.B. 21 points this week because um, he will get used more than anything else. You know that offense is going to pass first. Um, I just – I really believe in A.B. I hate A.B., but I believe in him and fantasy. Um so I, I think he'll have a good game against the Bears, uh, which leaves you with DK Metcalf. And Seattle. Uh, Seattle plays. Oh, they played the Saints on Monday night. Uh, they, the only thing with DK in this week's matchup is the fact that it's not Russell Wilson and this throwing the ball. It's Geno. I like Geno. He's okay at best. Um, not giving him a lot of my faith here. I'm gonna low ball DK and give him 17. That seems pretty good. Um, so I obviously I've talked a whole lot about Buccaneers players. I have Punk. Um, Gronk is coming off an injury. This will be his first a touchdown. So I'll give him 11. Um, just to be safe, uh, I don't go figure. Um, that leaves you with Noah Fant. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Denver Cleveland matchup. Um, man, I don't, I don't know that he's gonna have a fantastic game again. Another player that hasn't had a, tr- a tremendous amount of success staying healthy, um, and not a tremendous amount of success at all. Um, throughout the year, that is. And so I don't think that Fant is putting up a whole lot. I'm going to give Fant probably about 11. Seems fair. Let's, uh, let's go to kickers. We have the same kicker, and they're playing against uh, – the Colts are playing against – got to look at this. My brain. The Colts are playing um, That's right. They're playing San Fran. Uh, I don't trust Carson Wentz. Uh, if T.Y. Hilton is out, that means that Michael Pittman and Josh Jacobs will be that entire offense, and it's Wentz uh, against Bosa. Um, I think he's going to do more than people think. I'm going to give him nine points. Um, how many points is a field goal in your league? Do you know? Three points. And then one point for an extra point. Mm-hmm. Give him, I'll give him 12. Yeah, that's probably a good prediction. I think they score, they'd probably score three touchdowns, cook a couple field goals. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give the Eagles two points. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a defensive hold against uh, the Raiders. I think they're going to fall apart, so I'll give them two. Sorry. Uh Oh no! Trust me, I, I I am not at all sorry about it, and you have nothing to be sorry about. They're they are trash. I was gonna say I hear it from Kyle every week, so it doesn't shock me. Um, Saints defense, Saints are playing Seattle, uh, and that's a Seattle team again without Russell Wilson. I'm gonna give them eight. 
Eight. They have a bad. good game, but not a great game. We'll give it yeah. that. All right. Well, that will be Wheel of Fantasy. I will make a short video before next week's episode and be sure to bug you with that um, and perhaps brag or perhaps ask for forgiveness because I <laughs> terribly, um, but it'll be fun. Um, so that has been our episode. Thank you so, so much for hanging out and helping me out this week, man. Of course. Uh, man. I've been waiting and- to get on here. I know I was going to say look forward to more collab between our podcasts very soon. Goodbye, everybody. For sure. Good night.